back to From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel Sports Staff's weekly podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm sports editor Dan Diodana, and we've got Bo Troutman in the house. What up? And uh, ready to discuss quite a bit of local sports action this week. We had a lot of big things happen as we move close to the postseason. And we're going to start with the Hope College women's basketball. Uh, been a big week for them. Bo, they won. They beat Trine. Uh, to clinch the outright MIAA championship on Saturday. They're the top seed going into this week's MIAA tournament. We just found out that Hope's Kennedy Schoonveld is the MIAA MVP, and Olivia Voskel is the Defensive Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Uh, lots of big things happening for the Hope yeah. women. Uh, Bo, let's start with Saturday's game against Trine. Uh, just This was like the big game circled for the second half of the season uh it would have determined whether or not they won an outright or they shared and then there was a chance if they shared that they wouldn't have hosted the tournament this week it would have been at trine a lot on the line what did you see from the hope women on saturday uh, i saw that they're really good um you know this was one of three games that was decided by uh single digits for them this year and uh, they proved it i mean they proved that they can hang in those close games and Beat a tough team like Trying, you know they were uh, Trying was twenty third, and Hope was second uh, during that game, and Hope got the job done. I mean it was a ranked opponent, and they they looked sharp, and you know they're without uh, without Sydney Muller, and they looked fine. You know Courtney Barnes and Casey DeSmith have stepped up in bigger roles with uh, Muller being out, and you know I think that there's a lot to be excited for. And then you look at the postseason awards uh, for the MIAA, and it's, it's well deserved. I mean they've had they're twenty five and zero, sixteen zero in the MIAA. It's pretty amazing. So. Uh, I think it was a big deal for them, <clears throat> you know, to kind of because Trine easily could have won that game. I mean, there was it was thirty to I think don't know twenty six to twenty five at halftime, and I mean it was anybody's game. And Hope stepped up and made big plays, uh, hit some big shots, and got the job done. Yeah, and the way that the MIAA voting has gone for those postseason awards too, a lot of times, actually for the most part, the MVP has been the best player on the best team. So if they split, and Trine was hosting the thing. Would the voting have gone to Trine's best player? I'm not really sure. Like, Kennedy is great. She does so many great things. She's an elite defender, which is huge, even though she Olivia was the defensive player of the year. But Kennedy does so many things away from the ball defensively that stops stuff from coming near her. Um, and then, but she's the MIAA MVP. What's she, what she averaged? Like, nine, ten points a game? Yeah, I mean, like, like that. It's, yeah. But that's how hope goes. 10, 9, 9, 8, 8, 8, yeah. 7, 7, 7. You add that all up and it's a butt kicking. So yeah. uh, it's it's just interesting to see how that has gone. Um, but yeah, very, very cool. Um, Hope has not had a ton of MVPs over the year. Carrie Snickers was one. Um, and Bria Ebels was one in their national championship year. And they've, they've had, they've had some others, more McAfee. And, but it's, 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 it's a very big deal. It's a very big deal and well deserved. She is definitely uh, the most well rounded player on the floor in the conference. Yeah. Uh, even if she doesn't score a ton, she doesn't need to score a ton to have her presence felt on a game. Um, but uh, hopefully that'll be a nice confidence boost for her too going into the postseason. Because um, without Muller, like we said, she's going to be looked on to score more. Um, but yeah, ben, big, big deal. And Olivia Voskel with her mm-hmm. shot blocking ability and just able to think about all the shots. I mean, she probably blocks two, three, four shots a game. Yeah. Think all the shots that she alters just by her just long by arm being, being out there. there. I yeah. mean, like that's 
that's incredible too. So uh, you can't, you almost can't quantify that, except mm-hmm. you can, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, but you put the two of them on the same floor, that's two cornerstones of a, of a lockdown defense, and that's yeah. pretty awesome. So Yeah. Um, no, and, and Bosco, like, you know, it's, she's not like the, you know, giant, you know, huge, you know, like, like post player. She's tall, but like, she's, she's not like the, she has all this great muscle or anything. It's just like, she's just very, like, her timing is like perfect. And you see it, and you see like players like back down just because like she's in the right spot at the right time. And like, so like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's well deserved honor. For yeah. Her. And it's her basketball IQ. I mean, yes, she's tall and lanky, but that's not, there's been a lot of tall and lanky players on Hope's team or in the MIAA that aren't winning defensive player of the year. It's her, her IQ is off the charts in basketball. And she just, like you said, that's very well put right place at the right time. And you combine that with the fact that she's a couple inches tall and her arms are a lot longer and that gets the stuff done. But yeah, she's definitely, yeah, uses her athleticism a lot too, even though she can, she almost can, she has some like guard like abilities, even though she's six, three, I mean, in the WNBA six, three is a guard, you know what I mean? But like, it's, she has that skill set in a post player, which is which is awesome. So yeah, um, and then this week MIAA tournament they play the winner of Calvin and Alma on Friday, and then assuming assuming they win Friday, then they play in the championship game Saturday night at DeVos Fieldhouse. Both those games will be at DeVos Fieldhouse Friday and Saturday. Um, I mean, can anybody but try and stop them, Bo? I mean. <sighs> They're, so they're number two in the country. There's only one other undefeated team in Tufts University. They're the number one team in the country. So uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're the top scoring defense. But, you know, that, that thing is, is that, yeah, they don't have a lot of close games. So it is kind of hard to gauge sometimes you know, where they truly are. But if you ask me, I mean, I think I'd like to see a team that has a better defense than Hope. I think that that number stands up. Uh, I'd like to see a team that can get past, you know, Voskel in that front line of those guards. And, you know, I just don't think, you know, show me basically a team that could match up with that. And I don't think, how can you? Because right. with Kennedy Schoonveld, uh, Lauren Newman, Casey DeSmith, those on the perimeter, they're so dangerous. Like, you just watch their defense. I mean, I pity teams that have to try to figure that out. And they could tell, it was given trying fit. That second half, there were so many turnovers by trying. It was like, you know, the tide just completely turned. And in addition to those big shots, I mean, their defense is just so remarkably good that, like, you know, whatever you say about their strength of schedule or, you know, whatever thing you can nitpick about them, I think the fact is, is that they have an elite defense and that much is proven. And, like, I think that no matter who it is, you know, Tufts University or any other of the top 25 teams, I think they're going to have a tough time. So uh, I think it's going to be a pretty promising postseason. For so Hope. no chance Alma or Calvin beat them. Oh, no, no. Less than 50% chance Tryon could beat them in the final. I mean, I think it would be a close game. It'll be a good game. Yeah. If anybody could do it, it's Tryon. Tryon, uh, yeah. And then, you know, we're looking like if they play this this way – they should host the first two rounds of the NCAA Definitely. tournament, yeah. which is a huge boost. So then you get past that, then you're in the Sweet 16, and you're almost now you're even if you're number two. When we're talking about Division three teams and the way things go with that tournament, uh, you're still you're almost now now you're on you're playing with the house's money now. Yeah, you know. So um, and then you know you never know you can you can run into a Steph Curry type in the NCAA tournament a Davidson style yeah. or not you know it, and it just kind of all comes into play 
with where where you are in the bracket and everything else. So, um, so Bo Troutman predicting hope to win the national championship. In case everyone, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I, th- I think they're gonna. You know, I know I kind of blew past the MIAA tournament. I mean, I think I obviously think they're gonna win that, but like, right. you know, yeah. I mean, I think I mean they're so they're so good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just. I'm curious to see if there's. I mean, team. I wouldn't bet against them getting to the final four. I wouldn't bet against them oh, yeah? getting to the final yeah. four. But at the same time, I've said that before, and they haven't. So, right. yeah, um, you being undefeated is a tough thing. Too. That's what I wonder. Yeah. Is, is that going to hurt them? Yeah, is that going to hurt them? Is the pressure different heading into the tournament with not maybe even if it's not the pressure like oh my gosh we've never lost and then you worry about that but like do if you go undefeated without having that one key loss do you learn enough about yourself? to be able to overcome that fault that caused the loss before in a game and still win it later. It depends on what the fault is and it depends on the situation. But that's definitely something that could come into play. Yeah. uh, That's just mentality-wise. So, But at the same time, you know they're going in with the mentality that they're going to win. Right. Which also has its pros and cons. I mean, it's it's the confidence-wise, that's definitely a pro. But, you know... There's just I feel like you don't want to you don't want to lo- learn all that stuff about you in the loss that ends your season. Mm-hmm. So right. who knows? Well, and luckily they have Brian Morehouse as their coach, who is you know I mean there have been games this season. You know it's been a long season. You know there's been games where we're sitting there in the post game press conference like wait a minute did they lose or did I miss did I misread the final score like because he's just so on it and there's he's so and he on knows it. their yeah. goals. Yeah, I mean their goals way bigger than. A regular season victory, right? And that's and then and with the with the MIAA with only having a couple teams that have a shot at beating him, you gotta be he's got to be harder on them, yeah, because that's preparing him for the postseason. So, right. which is interesting. Yeah, and that twenty five and zero number, it's like that's no fluke. It's their culture. It's like what Morehouse has built there has like led to that. It's a direct result. Okay, they they have this great twenty five and zero season. It's like it's not just like oh look at that we're twenty five and zero. How'd that happen? It's like no. I mean, this is Brian Morehouse's program. I think that's a direct result of like what he's got going there. So I think it helps that they have a coach that you know is getting them ready. For and these he's types done. Of things. He's gotten to everything. He's they've he's won a national championship. He's also been to the final four before and, and not won. Uh, been national runner up three times. They've been to the elite eight and lost within five points of getting to the final four. They've lost in the second round. And one year they didn't even get there. I think they were like twenty two and five. They didn't even make the tournament. Oh my gosh. And uh maybe six, twenty two and six, something like that. But it was it was I knew they were on the bubble based on everything else because they didn't win the league tournament. Calvin did. Oh yeah. So you didn't know if that might always gonna get another get in that large bid based on because it depends on if if six conference championship games have an upset winner that upset winner gets the automatic bid to the tournament so then you got all these regular season champs and hope that year was neither calvin won both things and so you know they kind of got screwed by the fact that there were too many upsets in championship games um but you never know you never know that's why you gotta you gotta lock in that spot um i don't i think even if they lose to trine in the championship game they're still in the tournament. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is one year I definitely would say that. But, yeah, it's just going to be interesting how that plays out. It'll just be exciting. It's going to be exciting uh, yeah. for the women's basketball team as we get going. 
Um, not so exciting of a season for the men. No. Um, somehow they lost to Trine, yet still are getting into the MIAA tournament with the sixth seed. Not somehow. That's how it was. The other teams that needed to win lost. So they were locked into that sixth spot. Uh, they lost six of their last seven games, including five in a row at one point before winning and then losing at try on the last day of the season. Uh, they play, as of this recording, they play tonight at Adrian. Um, and, I mean, I don't expect much. I mean, if they beat Adrian, great. I don't see them... I don't see them being able to win the tournament, mm-hmm. which is the only shot they've got of moving on. Um, I almost feel like it would be as exciting as it would be for the players. I almost feel like maybe they wouldn't have the lasting lesson if they still put it together for three games, won the tournament, and then they'd be like, oh, it was a successful season. Uh, they finished regular season 12 and 13. Okay. That's a losing record. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't it's almost like and I say this also because there's they they really only ha, they have two seniors, Mason Oppel who's played basketball at Hope for like 3 months and Zanstra, Matt Zanstra who doesn't who doesn't play that much. If there's ever a year to learn that tough lesson it's now because they're all coming back next year and this, you know, could be lasting. I don't, you know, but I just don't see him as good enough to win the MIAA tournament. I don't see I mean I I don't see I I don't see anybody beating Albion in this tournament, mm-hmm. the men's tournament. Anyway, I know Albion has one loss uh during the season, but I just you know, I see they're on they're kind of on that mission with uh Winston's brother was on their team, he, um you know, oh, and, uh, oh, and committed yeah. suicide, yeah, and that hap- so they're kind of like have this higher almost higher calling of a team. Mhm bonding and effort right now which is objectively when you look back it's beautiful like i mean i know the situation is horrible Mm -hmm. but they're not crumbling under it they're being there for each other they're winning together and it's building this um special season so um i don't see anybody beating them uh you know where when it really matters in the conference tournament i have no idea how they're going to do in the ncaa tournament but um that's it's basically it and uh preston granger was named to the all miaa first team for hope um deservedly so i mean he's scoring 20 some points a game he had a 40 point game um not quite as all around of like defense he's not as as great defensively we'll say as some of the other players that uh hope has but uh he more than makes up for it with his offense and uh yeah, it's it was it was a big year for him, big stepping stone year for him. Especially next year, they're going to need him to round out that defense a little more, be a leader. Um, that's kind of what they're missing is that emotional leader. So, um, so we'll see. We'll we'll recap how uh, both hope teams did in next week's podcast and dive dive a little deeper into uh, you know some of the stuff that happens this week. So, um, sticking with hope, I mean, uh, I got to talk about the swim the MIAA swim meet championships. Um, the women's meet, the Hope and Calvin were tied going into the final relay after four days of a meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were tied going into the final relay. It's insane. And it was, it was, the electricity was awesome. I mean, Hope and Calvin were winning things left and right on the women's side. Um, basically everything that Riley Eating from Albion, who was a Hamilton grad, 
didn't win. She won her three events. It seemed, uh, I mean, a couple other Albion kids won stuff, but Hope, Hope and Calvin were on the women's side were the teams to beat going into it, and it was, it was epic. I mean, Hope had the MIAA MVP. Emma Schaefer, she won her three events. Oh yeah, but they didn't win, you know. And uh, uh, Calvin only Calvin had one person I think that won two or three events. Emma Chow, Hannah Chow, excuse me. Um, but they they won the relays. They were there when it counted, and they won that final relay. And uh, Valerie Edward from Holland Christian was on that last relay, and uh, it was it was very exciting to watch. And uh, if you haven't seen the gallery, check out all the pictures of her yelling. After winning, or which is which, were pretty fun, uh, pretty fun to witness. Uh, but it's just a great meet all the way around. Um, Calvin won. You had a lot of um, local talent there. Robin Allen's from Holland Christian scored in a couple events, um, and then uh, Hope had some some big time winners. Uh, Angle won the mile, and had some locals. Paige uh, Paige Coon and. Uh, Abby LaDuke got 3-4, so they went 1-3-4 in the mile, which was huge for Hope's kicking off that final day. Um, and it was just, and Emma Schaefer won, like I said, won her three events. And it was uh, Tara Lang won uh, one of the sprints, which was a big, she's a uh, freshman, so that was kind of a big deal. Um, on the men's side, they had a couple of wins too. Gabe Boonstra also won 100 free. Boonstra. Um and uh dan clyde uh won one of his events and uh but they were finished third i mean albion was there um albion won the men's meet for the third time out of four years beat calvin calvin had some big swims jacob harris from all christian had a great meet was on the winning final relay um connor robertson from zealand won the 200 backstroke for albion which is huge and his brother Mac Robertson scored in his three events and went out as a senior, having won three of the past four MIAA championships, which is that's pretty that's pretty cool, that's a pretty cool thing to yeah. say. Um, and then on the women's side, Riley Eating, like I said, from, former state champion from Hamilton, won all three of her events after not having as a senior after not having won before. She'd finished runner up uh, two, three, four, five, seven, twenty times. It seemed like um, probably three or four times, but it seemed like a hundred. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, just a lot of big, a lot of big things there. Um, hope, uh, hopes diver was the diver of the year for the men. And, uh, there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of factors that go into those meets. There's so many different things that you almost, it's hard to write one or two stories a night instead of 10 because so many things are so different. I mean, that last thing you got the relay, but then you got Riley eating from Hamilton who won her three events had never won coming into that meet here she is you know her first big story in the sentinel was when she was aiming for a state championship while having a brain tumor and here we are you know that's a a whole story on its own connor robinson could have been a whole story to its own that last relay of the calvin men with jake harris could have been its own the relay itself could have been its own story and then you got the one three four hope in the mile those are all there were six or seven stories in the final day that had to be all looped into one um, which is why, if you saw today's Print Sentinel, why it was so long. <laughs> uh, there was a lot, so much going on that final yeah. day. Because you, you're crowning team championships, individual MVPs, you know, all kinds of things. So, uh, but a very exciting. And uh, wasn't the only exciting swim meet of the week. On Tuesday, we had 
the uh, MI double or not after, heading into the MI double championships for the college for high school heading into the conference championship. Holland Christian and Zeeland, the boys swam to a tie for the championship. <sighs> that was the sh- that, that was the regular oh. season share of the championship, and they sh- they tied, so they each got a share of the share. And so now that means whoever wins the conference meet is a winner take all because that's seventy five percent. So it's not a share. You're so you could still win. You could still have a share of the regular season title, but not have but have another team win the outright title. Yeah, that's insane. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. and I've over the years I've covered swimming an awful lot, as most readers in the area know. I've only seen this is maybe only the third tie I've seen at all in a meet, but it was for the championship. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was just crazy. So um, it'll be interesting next uh, the conference meet this week. See what happens. Um, West Ottawa swimming there. They look like the odds on fate. Well, West Ottawa or Hudsonville could win that one. West Ottawa, or Hudsonville's got some depth that in a not West Ottawa won the regular season. Okay, red. But Hudsonville's got some depth, and that could factor into the different kind of scoring meet. Um, Zeeland and Holland Christian will be the two to watch going to the OK Green. Lots of crazy things going on. We got wrestlers going to state. Um, Bo, I think we got seven, right? Seven individual wrestlers yeah. qualified. <clears throat> he had four from Zeeland East, which was uh, the most since 1983 for them. Wow! Uh, for both Zeelands. back when they were back yeah. when they were just Zeeland High School. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, for them, it was uh, Joel Ledford at 160, Carter Hinton at 135, who they both finished in second place. Uh, at Marty, regionals. At regionals, right. yep. rather, yep. And then Marty Landis at uh, 125, and then Noah Ledford at 140. Um, Marty finished third, and then Noah finished fourth at regionals. Um, and then for Holland, it was Sam Jimenez at 215, Jorge Rojas at 119, and Isaiah Bernal at 130. They all push their tickets at regionals as well. So pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Pretty exciting. I mean, usually yeah. we get, you know, one or two from a lot of schools, but now we've got a bigger group from two schools, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, bummer for some of the other schools. Yeah. West Ottawa, Zealand, West Hamilton look like they could have somebody going. Definitely. Especially uh, as Zealand West, I thought would have at least one. But, yeah. but you know, that's why you got to go through the tournament. It's kind of crazy sometimes, and upsets happen. and. That's part of it, but seven seven kids going to the state finals is a big deal. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do there because most of them haven't been there before, and they have a uh, everyone's at that level now. You know, this is not a a lot of the most of the guys they're wrestling are going to be people they've never wrestled before. Um, so it's a whole new whole new ball game there. But that's, it's going to be really interesting, and sometimes that's good. If you you, know, you just go in fresh, you don't know anything about them, just go do your thing, you know. And sometimes that works, yeah. but yeah, it's just it's really cool for them for sure. Um, then it's a big basketball week too. Um, last week we saw Zealand West lost to Unity, and Bo, you were uh, after Unity lost to Zealand East. Zealand East beat them on Tuesday. It looked like Zealand West had them. On Friday, I right? They were over. up by a bit. How much were they up by? Uh, it was thirty-three to eleven at one point. Wow, they're up by yeah. twenty-two. Yeah, and then they end up losing by what five or something? Uh, yeah, I believe it was something like that. 
or maybe even a little bit more. What did they yeah. do well, and then what happened? Well, they shot it really well. I mean, both teams kind of had trouble scoring at first, but they took like a 19-7 halftime lead. Then the third quarter, I mean, they looked pretty good. It was like they were knocking down shots, taking control. I mean, I thought it was over. I was like, all right, sweet, easy night for me. And then all of a sudden, and I swear it went down just like this. I was like kind of looking like, well, what's going on? Because, you know, you're as a reporter, you're working on stuff, and you're trying to get stuff done, and all of a sudden, 36-33, and I'm looking at the scoreboard like, what? Am I at the same game? Like, what What happened? And uh, it just totally switched. And, you know, just like uh, Coach David Klin, uh, said Klein. In, or Klein, rather, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, said in the story, it's like he's like, momentum's a crazy thing. and uh, It is a crazy thing. Yeah, it's just what happened. I mean, you know, Unity, obviously one of the best teams in the conference. They just turned it on when they needed to turn it on. Uh, but I also think that the Ducks kind of showed, you know, what they're capable of. But, you know, they gotta got to finish it, you know. So, right. But, All right. It must have been a tough one to yeah, they were, swallow after that. They weren't too happy. But and I talked to Eli Stefan after, and he was like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to move on from this. And, you know, we showed that we can we can do it. It's just got to finish it. So, yeah. Better, even though that would have been a huge win, better happening now than at districts. Right. Like that. Yeah. So, um, and then Holland Christian. Um, swept Holland uh, for the boys and girls on Friday at the Civic. Uh, the boys game got real close for a while, so that's exciting. There's nothing quite like a Holland-Holland Christian game uh, with the pack stands and oh, yeah. everybody into it. There's very similar energies but very different dynamics at the Dutch Dome and at the Civic Center, too, oh, yeah. which is kind of which, which what makes it really cool. Um, and most fans get to experience both because – it's a road game that's half a mile further, you know, so for one team or the other. So uh, it's not like like the West Ottawa Rockford rivalry where not everybody goes all the way to Rockford every game to see that. So um, pretty electric, but a big, big, uh, big win for Holland Christian, especially because they had they've had a little more of an up and down season than they have in the last few years. So that was a big win for them. Um, and then uh, West Ottawa boys beat Northview and so did the girls on their senior night uh for the girls it was one of the random split Fridays where it still was split it wasn't a double header mm-hmm. um and then this week we got some big things going on um as of this taping Corinne Howard from Fenville is three points away from tying the all-time right or setting the all-time Fenville scoring all-time record scoring, career scoring record and yeah. uh so we'll have coverage of that and um this weekend it's rivalry week that's right not that we haven't had a lot of rivalry weeks already, but we've got West Ottawa versus Rockford, doubleheader at Rockford. We've got um, Hamilton at Holland Christian, doubleheader, rivalry, huge one. Oh, yeah. The biggest girls rivalry we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Holland versus Zealand East, or Zealand West, excuse me, Holland versus Zealand West uh, for their doubleheader, and Saugatuck, uh, Fenville at Saugatuck. For their doubleheader. That's all one day. That's all Friday. Um, plus, the Hope women will be playing in the semifinals on Friday as well. And the Hope men could be too. It just won't be around here. If they win tonight, they could be in that too. I mean, yeah. man, what a basketball night that could be. It's insane. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, but then we hit into girls' districts, then boys' districts after that. And it's uh, going to be quite a big difference. So. Um, yeah. So if you want to see some exciting basketball, you don't have, if if Friday's your day, 
Friday's your night. You don't have an excuse. There's a game everywhere yeah. involving everybody, and it's and they all have a, some sort of rivalry or something big on the line. And uh, yeah, go out and check some of that stuff out. Saturday will be the conference swim meets and the MIAA basketball championship games, and then we'll head into. Next week where we'll have district girls basketball and the last week of the regular season for the boys. We'll have the individual state wrestling finals next week. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure. But that's there's a lot of things that could happen, a lot of big things that could happen for mm-hmm. people at wrestling and at swimming and in basketball. Uh this is gonna be collectively one of our bigger bigger winter finales. I mean think about our boys and girls basketball teams there's a ton of teams that have a shot at winning a district there's no slouch we don't have a slouch around here uh for the boys especially um you know a couple of the girls teams aren't as great and a couple of the boys teams aren't as great too but that's still you know across the board it's still pretty pretty strong both both genders so um that's going to make for a really exciting district week for sure so yeah um Yeah, so go out and watch that, and uh, we'll bring you more coverage and have more in-depth analysis next week. All right, for Bo, I'm Dan. Have a good week, and go out and watch some hoops. Hoops.